This is another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast brought to you here by Comedy Here Often. Let's begin the show. All right, where do I even begin? Where do I start? Where do I start? First off, um, sorry, there was not an episode last week. Um, I was busy. I was out working, filming, still doing uh, a lot of Zoom shows. Uh, a lot of people are not liking the Zoom shows, but the Zoom shows are not going to lie. They're keeping me afloat. And um, I did a Zoom show, and it was probably one of the best Zoom shows I've ever seen produced. Uh, shout out to Rodney Ramsey and Daniel Woodrow for putting together the Unknown Comedy Club. For y'all listening right now, check out the Unknown Comedy Club. Um, you'll find them on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. But basically, they've taken Zoom shows to another level. And uh, they did my show and it was great. I got to work on some new material. I had a bunch of new material. If you're one of the dedicated 40 and you got to come to the show, oh, what a fucking thrill. Because I'm not going to lie, man. Uh, I, I was nervous. I had a bunch of material. It's been a while. So like for those of you who don't know, when a comedian is working on material, they have to actually perform it in order for them to edit, change, mix, match, and, and, and develop the joke. So when you have a lockdown where you're not allowed to do live shows, where do you get the time to build your material? You see, I didn't want to come out of this lockdown and be telling the same jokes that I had when I went into this motherfucker. So I was like, let's make this happen. And I did a, you know, write up a bunch of material and then just did that show. And it honestly turned out to be lit as fuck, yo. I had so much fun. Like, oh my goodness. If you guys were there, you were there. It was good. The only thing was, I mean, the audio was a little fucked up because uh, the one thing I don't like about the Unknown Comedy Club is that they allow everybody to have their microphones on. And although I get they have the microphones on so that the crowd can be heard and the laughter can be heard, Yo, people are at home and it's too much fuckery, dog. On the real. Like, legit, I heard somebody talking to their kid the whole time. I heard another motherfucker vacuuming. You know what I mean? There's some domestic violence in the back. It's fucked up. It's stupid. But um, the show was phenomenal. Um, the other comedians on the show, uh, like I said, there was Daniel Woodrow. There was the host, Rodney Ramsey. Keisha Browning. These are all fantastic comedians. Please, 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 please go and check them out, man. Follow them and, you know, start uh, taking in this thing called Canadian talent, man. Because um, there's a lot of us out there and we got some good shit. We got some good shit. But um, yeah, like I said, uh, I was out filming. So I was out in Vancouver, uh, BC filming. Some stuff that you guys will see again. Once again, it's stuff I can't talk about at the moment. I understand why they do that, but whatever. I can't talk about it at the moment. But I was out filming some stuff again. Uh, nothing big. Nothing like before where it was like, you know, a good piece of change. This was, you know, some small shit I would have, you know, did more for the hanging for the hang. 
but uh, it was a lot of fun. And while I was out in BC, what the fuck happened, dog? Yo, they said that they locked down the borders. Here's what. First off, what? 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 How the fuck are you gonna tell me that you're gonna blame this entire pandemic? on it's like a blame game like that's literally what it's like a blame game it's like who can we blame you're literally now at the point where you're like we closed our borders to america we we banned the travel we we uh closed the schools uh 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 oh yeah now it's your fault it's just fucking stupid people you can't that's not this look this this pandemic is real and there's a lot of problems and issues i get that but banning people from traveling within their own country, you're turning us into prisoners. And the minute you make that happen, then you've lost your way. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, do, do our part. But yeah, do your part. But at what point in time do you have to realize that the people that we put in control are doing are giving bad commands? You know, how are you going to tell me the borders to British Columbia are closed? Um, well, not just British Columbia, sorry, Ontario, Ontario, BC, I think Winnipeg too. Their borders are closed. If you try to drive, the police will pull you over and ask you where you're going. And if you are not uh, deemed essentially traveling, they will send you back home. What the fuck is that? This is ridiculous. So, um, that's the thing. And so you think, okay, I guess we can never go to BC. No, you can fly to BC. That's totally legal and unstopped. So being on a plane with 300 people sitting fucking elbow to elbow, breathing the same goddamn recycled air, how the fuck is that safer than me sitting in my car by myself? I don't know, people. We all have our own opinions about this pandemic and all this kind of shit. But like, you got to realize that at some point you have to see that. And I'm not agreeing with the conspiracy theorists, people. I'm more looking at that this has crippled our economy, um, that the rich have profited off of, off of us massively, and that they're not leaving people with options uh, and it's making us, you know, do shit all over the place. Like, look, the COVID checks or whatever, that's 1800 bucks a month, people. Okay. My bills per month are $2,800. So, which means if I don't hustle and do a Zoom show here or something there, you know, fortunately for me, my fortune is that I've been on a couple TV shows and those TV shows carried me through uh, the months when I wasn't making money along with my little COVID checks. But I'm one of the very, 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 very few fortunate ones to have been on multiple television shows during the pandemic. I was in what? I was in a pilot a TV show and thing. Uh, Winnipeg Festival, uh, pilot of festival, and then the other one that I can't talk about. And, you know, like those didn't, you know, pay money where it was like, oh my God, I'm 
good for the year. It was paying money where it was like, oh my goodness, I get to eat tonight and pay rent. And so if it wasn't for those one or two things, guys, I don't even know how the fuck I would have survived. But I do know uh, that a lot of people who are not did not get the fortunes that I had. I don't know how the fuck they're surviving. A lot of them are have roommates and second, third jobs and God knows what else. But uh, this is times are rough. People be nice to each other. You know what I'm saying? I try to be nice the other day. I try to be nice to this fucking bitch. You know, guys, you have to understand. Uh, I'm triggered a lot by racism. Uh, I get very angry about it all the time. But like, I try sometimes with people, you know, when it's like, look, let me try to give them the benefit of the doubt. So here's what it is. I was in a laundry room. And in the, I walk in the laundry room and in the laundry room is a very old white lady. And the white lady's about, I don't know, I'd say anywhere from 65 to 85, right? She's got like the kind of old lady that looks like she's got Werther's Originals in her purse. Like, you know, the kind of old lady that looks like she smells like lavender, you know, the kind of old lady that, uh, you know, has like a journal, you know, like the kind of old lady that looks like she's got a picture of her and a sailor from World War II. Like, that's how old this bitch look. So now I go into the laundry room because uh, where I was, I was uh, there was a laundry room and I was going to, you know, wash a load of clothes. And uh, before I go home, because uh, nothing and I mean nothing is better than a pair of clean socks and underwear when you are on the road. Trust me, ask any road comic. Clean underwear and socks. Ooh-wee, that's fire. Especially if you can come home and all your clothes that you packed are also clean. Fucking amazing. So I'm in there trying to get a wash on. And I see the old lady. She gets startled, but I'm not, I'm used to this, people. One thing that I hate that I have to get used to, and well, that I'm used to, not have to, that I am used to, is that I have to constantly. Uh, move and everything I do on a daily basis, I have to be aware that white people are in constant fear of me. And I know, I know my listeners right now are like, what? We're white. We don't fucking fear you, Sterling. We love you. I know, I know, I know. It's not all white people, but white people, there's so many of them. As I'm talking about it, you're thinking about them. And when you're thinking about them, you're not thinking about the jobs they have. All right. They work in customer service. They work in HR. They got all kinds of positions and they all hate me. Okay. So this lady and I start talking. I'm like, hi. And uh, I'm like, oh, don't be startled. I am the new person in the next uh, uh, whatever that I'm doing that I can't talk about. and. We have a conversation and we know we're talking about, you know, if you have any issues with anything or because there's a, uh, you know, it's not a lot of us, but we're working in close proximity to each other. And I'm like, you know, okay, cool. Well, if you have any issues, you make sure you come to me. You know what I mean? I'm like, look, we should be, we're like neighbors in this. So let's try to work together 
so that, you know, we we could figure things out ourselves. I swear to God, that's what I said to the lady. You know? And here I am thinking I am the one who was wrong for the way I felt about this lady. Let, dedicated 40. Let me tell you something. Not even 45 minutes later. Yo, you know this bitch called the fucking cops on me and told them that uh, that I, I was uh, smoking in the premises. Well, not the cops, but she called the security on me. Like, you, all you did was see me in the fucking laundry room. You know what I'm saying? The laundry room of a building uh, when we're working. And you're going to call the, after you have a conversation with me saying, if you have any issues, come to me personally. Don't go to security. Come to me. This bitch called security on me for something I never did. Now, here's the thing, people. Uh, when you're working on certain sets, smoking on the set could have you kicked off the goddamn show. So this was a very serious offense. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, so of course I had to, you know, bring the security into the place where I was working and have them go through the fucking place to make sure there was no marijuana. And then they were like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we'll go. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We need to get that lady. And they're like, oh, we're not saying that the lady's the one that reported you. I'm like, fuck you. I know that lady reported me. The old bitch is the only person that I've seen in this goddamn building. And I seen her uh, 30 minutes ago. And 30 minutes ago, 30 minutes later, you guys are here. Fuck off. So um, I uh, made sure to let the lady know uh, in the most polite way that she's a piece of shit cunt. And that, um, you know, hurt people hurt people, but old people die faster than young people. Uh, <laughs> that was so fucking mean. I don't know. Why, but you fuck her, man. Ugh, fucking hate. I get so um, tensed up with the whole fucking, um, you know, racism shit. Because it's like death by a million cuts. I'm sick and tired of trying to wait. And figure out and prove which which person is racist. It's like, man, fuck everybody. But I can't say fuck everybody because I have such beautiful uh, friends who are of the Caucasian persuasion. Caucasian persuasion. But God damn it, white people, do something about your people, man. They're fucking annoying. I hate these racists. I know it's not you. I know it's not you. But don't tell me. You don't know who I'm talking about. And don't tell me that you don't just ignore the problem because it's easier. Because if you try dealing with those fucking people, it'd be frustrating. Because I know when a lot of people were trying to, you know, protest and stand for the whole Black Lives Matter thing. One of the things that I told them was, uh, you know, if you want to help, all you got to do is start at home and, and talk, change the narrative of how black people are viewed in your house. That's what I said. And the funny thing is, a lot of my white friends came back and they said after like a week, they're like, I'm exhausted. They're like, I can't believe how many friends I've had to cut off when I can't believe how many 
of my family members are arguing with me on this topic. And I'm sitting there laughing because I'm like, yeah, racism is not directed towards you. So all these loved ones, all these cool people, all these friends, all that shit that you have, they fucking hate black people. And not only do they hate black people, but they tend to have positions or influence in our lives, our jobs. So when I sit here and tell you guys, death by a thousand cuts, these cuts run fucking deep, yo. But I've figured it out, people. I'm telling you the truth right now, guys. Um, I'm done. I'm done with uh, the society that we live in. It's too much greed and too much, uh, too much bullshit, man. Too much uh, people now. We worship the, the we worship the dollar. You know, we 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 worship celebrities. It's fucking crazy. I don't want no parts of this no more, people. I'm buying an island, guys. All right. I'm letting you guys know this is between you. And my debt, me and my dedicated 40, I'm buying an island. And I know you guys are like, what the fuck are you talking about, Thurland? Uh, hear me out, man. Uh, within the next two years, I'm buying an island. And uh, yes, it's going to be an island that I live on with the house and the whole nine. Yes, that's what I'm doing. And um, I'm fucking looking forward to it. So here's the you gotta you gotta look at the steps, you know. Step one to getting my island is uh I need a good credit score. So I'll be honest with you guys, okay? I'm gonna let you guys in on personal shit about me. My credit score was fucking terrible in 2020. All right. In 2020, uh when the world fucking shut down, uh, I was broke. And I was banking on a huge month. The month of March, I had a huge amount of work, and um, including an Amazon Prime TV show. And, you know, I thought that everything would be fine because I had spent a shit ton of money looking for a home when I was trying to move to Los Angeles. And so I came back in March to take all that money and then go back to L.A. and live. So my credit was fucked. My credit was at like, I'm not even exaggerating when I say this to you guys. My credit was 587. 587. That's what my credit score was on December 2020. And I decided that I wanted to buy this island. Uh, uh, what island? It doesn't matter. It, that's I don't want you guys fucking knowing what islands I'm buying, and then you go and buy it, and then I have to fucking hate one of my dedicated forty. I wouldn't hate you. I would just actually ask if I can come by on the island. But um, yeah, so like I'm gonna buy an island here in Canada, and I know you guys are like, what? Yeah, just Google islands in Canada. There's plenty. I'm gonna buy an island in Canada. Uh, it's a nice little island with a house on it. And enough water and distance from the rest of the world that no no matter what fucking weird shit you guys are doing, I won't have no parts of it. And for once, I just want to have the ability to have that freedom to just get the fuck away from this 
evil, this greed, this this desire to want to be better than everybody else. I don't want to be, I love, you know, I love good people. Let me be clear. I love good people. Uh, but I don't know what the fuck is going on out there anymore with people. And I can't change the world, but what I can do is change my situation. And so first things first, get your credit score up to 800 and then get the money. Well, I mean, at the same time, get the money, but that's what I'm doing. And I'm buying an island. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm buying an island and I'm getting the fuck out. I've seen some great ones in BC. I saw some in, maybe I'm thinking Ontario. Thinking Ontario is where I'm going to buy. Not that I'm connected to Ontario or want to be back in Scarborough. Like I said, man, I was born in Scarborough, but uh, uh, I'm glad I moved on. (laughs) But that's my thing now. I don't care about no fancy cars or nice clothes. All I want to do is buy a private island with my house and my little boat. And if you want to come see me, you just get in a boat and you come on over. And if you don't, if I don't like you, I'll be sitting on that shore waiting by the dock with a big stick. And as your boat comes close, I'm going to push it the fuck away. I don't care. Just think about it, man. There's so many benefits to the island. If I have an island and uh, there's a lockdown, fuck it. Me, the whole family, and whatever friends, we head off to the island. And we party out, rock out on the fucking island during the pandemic. If uh, there's zombies, well, you know what I've never seen a zombie do? Fucking swim. So guess what? Island is is, Right? And then it's like, oh, well, what about food? You got to go back. No, you fucking don't. I'm on an island, you idiot. All I got to do is start growing food there. So I will grow food on the island. I'll I'll have wild chickens and wild turkeys and fucking elk if I feel like it, whatever. You get those things and you let them breed and have them on the island. And then I will not eat uh from all that bullshit that you guys are eating and we all know that we're eating trash and yeah i'm uh, then improved then i have food i have my water i have my shelter and all i need next is someone to touch my penis and uh you know that's the last that's the last thing i have to look for <laughs> the other things i'm gonna do first uh i realized at this point in my life um I guess this is what they call maturing, but uh, I no longer care to chase the vagine. That is not my interest. Um, My interest is to make sure that I'm not a 60-year-old man with nothing. You know, one day I was uh, 19 years old working in the the warehouse that supplies the, the, um, the stock for the dollar stores, the dollaramas all across Canada. And I was working at this warehouse. And as I was working there, I was making uh, something like $13 an hour. This was a long time ago, guys. And $13 an hour back then was, uh, you know, 
the equivalent to, I would say like $18 right now. So uh, here I am working at this place and I'm, you know, it's a labor job. Uh, Oh shit. I just realized, no, I was not making no $13. I never made $13 in Ontario. Holy shit. I was making $8.75. Oh my God. I just realized how depressing that is. I was making $8.75. Holy fuck. Oh, this story is going to get worse because I was making $8.75 living in my mom's basement. But this story is not about me. This story is about the person I don't want to be. See, while I was working there, it was this old Jamaican guy. Uh, I can't remember his name at the moment, but he was this old Jamaican dude. He was 60 years old and he's working at the same job in the same position as me. And he had six kids, five different baby mothers, and he had a three-year-old child. And all he can do now, he can't, is just work. All he does is work and pay child support. That's all he does. And he doesn't even see some of his kids. Because some of them are in Jamaica, some of them are all this look, this man, fuck Johnny Appleseed. Whatever this Jamaican guy's name was, that's the real motherfucking Johnny Appleseed. Cause this motherfucker had five baby mothers. I haven't even had five girlfriends. How you got five baby mothers? But five baby mothers with six kids. What the fuck? Doesn't it sound like um that Christmas song? You know? Five Four golden thing, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a fucking partridge in a pear tree. God damn it, bro. Six kids, five baby mothers, 60 years old, and a toddler? What are you doing? I mean, I got to give credit. Your dick game must be fire, bro. Because you're in your 60s popping out a fucking toddler? Yo, you're fucking definitely fertile. That sperm count is high. But still... I didn't want to be this guy. I didn't want to be coming to the end of my life and all I could do is work at a job that pays a menial wage that a guy who just started and me who's being here for years are both going to make the same money. You know, like I just saw that as a very shitty life. <laughs> I didn't want to make my grade seven teacher right. But how sweet would it be, dedicated 40? I'm going to start making this happen. Um, but how sweet would it be, dedicated 40? If, because I'm 39, I turn 40 next year. How sweet would it be if I bought my island by my 40th birthday? Then my grade seven teacher who said I was never going to be shit can suck all the dick all the dick i don't know if i told you guys this but when i was in grade seven my teacher told me i was never gonna be shit and that (laughs) that i was an idiot and that my family is stupid and um that i'll never make it anywhere in life and um i uh 
you know, laughed at it as a kid. But now as an adult, I'm like, Jesus Christ, you definitely uh, were a terrible teacher. You fucking you were telling children that they're fucking stupid. But um, uh, I don't. Um, should I ask my point there? Uh, oh, I don't uh, believe, uh, you know, that I ain't shit. I'm Sterling motherfucking Scott. I'm a whole lot of shit. Good shit, too. And so if I'm 40 and I own an island, mm, you made it. You know, in some fucking way, shape, form, you've got to be able to say to yourself, hey, I did good. And so that's what I'm going to do. I'm working towards it. I'm going to try to make it happen. Fuck it. Let's do it. And uh, yeah, I'm going to buy an island, guys. I'll keep you posted on as I do it all the time. And also, um, I got a bunch of shows and I'm just fucking up with this. Because you see, when I start on the podcast, I start talking. I start fucking rambling on with my bullshit. And then I forget to tell the jokes and, 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 and all the things that I'm supposed to say. Like, for example, I have a shows. I got Zoom shows. Well, all these Zoom shows are usually private, so um, people that uh, want to come to my Zoom shows, you got to look on my social media. I got a Zoom show tomorrow. Jesus Christ. I got a Zoom show on May 8th. Oh, May 16th. If you are in Edmonton, this is a great one. CBC Debaters. So I'm doing the CBC Debaters on May 16th at the um, Rex Hall. What, at the Northland Center uh, in Edmonton, May 16th. I'm doing two shows, one at 2 p.m. and another one at 7 p.m. So if you guys want to see me live, I don't know how they're going to pull this off, but it's a live show. Uh, I signed the contract. <laughs> uh, May 16th, come on out. And uh, again, if my people in Toronto, well, really Oshawa and Toronto, the Ontario people, Southern Ontario. That's what I'm just going to call you guys. My Southern Ontario people. June 4th, I am in Oshawa with my boy, Keith Pedro. And I'm looking forward to that show. So that is an all-inclusive show, too. So it's a very small show. I know uh, you're like, what? Isn't the pandemic happening? I don't think they're going to extend the restrictions if they extend the lockdown i promise you people will just fucking burn the city down i really hope they're not that stupid i really hope they don't think that people are not fed up um but anyways uh the lock uh, the lockdown ends on the 24th of may or 25th of may in ontario and um so the show's on june 4th so right after the long weekend, it'll be perfect. Come ring it in. It's going to be live. It's going to be an all-inclusive event, which means all you can drink and all you can eat. Get the fuck out of here. But yeah, make sure you guys check that shit out. And go ahead and check out my mother. Yo, this show is fucking funny. It is the Half Gram Challenge. Go on YouTube and chap in Sterling Scott, the half gram challenge where I unbox and review marijuana. I guarantee you guys 
watch that shit and follow it on Instagram. And it's uh, the Half Gram Challenge on Instagram. And once again, don't feel afraid to write in. Please write in. I love when you guys write in. I had some people write in a couple weeks ago. Uh, and, you know, I love it. Come talk to me. Hey, ask me questions. You want to know something about me? Ask me. I'll fucking tell it to you on the podcast. You want to talk about something? Do you want a topic? Do you, Anything. Fucking talk to me, people. Okay? Now, with that being said, my ass is going to go and find something to eat. I'm fucking starving. All right? So, this has been another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast brought to you here by Comedy Here Often. Take it easy.